Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, a couple of stories now this week. I guess if you're looking to make the argument that the uh, government is trying to make life difficult for smaller parties or the Alberta party in particular. You had a couple of things you could point to. Now, you're probably uh, familiar with the story by now that we learned about on Friday that Alberta Party leader Steve Mandel, five candidates, had been found to be in violation of elections Alberta rules regarding uh, the filing of financial statements uh, and as such are going to be banned from standing as candidates for a period of five years. So that would be uh, awfully, awfully challenging for the Alberta Party to go into an election campaign and their leader banned from standing as a candidate. Uh, now, regarding that matter, yesterday, Alberta's minister in charge of democratic renewal, uh, Christina Gray, defended the rules and the penalties. We all know that the nomination is an incredibly important part of someone going down that path and becoming an MLA. And having clear financial disclosure for that makes sense. So uh, that hangs over the Alberta party. Their leader, Steve Mandel, is set to uh, comment on all of this tomorrow. But uh, it appears as though they are going to uh, try to contest the matter in court. We've got another story that's come to light today. And this involves not just the governing uh, NDP, but the opposition UCP. Released from the Alberta party today, NDP, UCP gang up to cut funding to smaller parties and independent MLAs. So what is going on? You're joining us uh, for more is Alberta Party MLA Greg Clark, of course, represents Calgary Elbow and is the party's house leader. Greg, thanks for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Rob, great to be here. All right. So, look, I mean, regarding the situation with Stephen Mandel, uh, I know he's going to comment on it tomorrow. But what, what more can you tell us about where, where things stand for the party, where this matter goes from here? Uh, you know, I've talked to a number of lawyers and, and I'm very confident this is going to be overturned. Um, look, I... I total faith in Stephen Mandel uh, as our leader. Uh, he is going to lead us into this election. Uh, and I can tell you, the Alberta Party has the strongest team of candidates anywhere in the province. Uh, and uh, we're going to make some real noise in this election and give Albertans uh, a fiscally responsible choice that doesn't leave people behind. I mean, Greg, I got to say, it doesn't look good on the party. I'm not aware that, that any other party is dealing with this kind of a situation. That, that how was it that the Alberta Party managed to get tripped up by these rules and, and no other party did? Well, you know, when, when Stephen and the other candidates go to uh, court, they're, they're going to argue that the rules, in fact, aren't all that clear. Uh, that, in fact, there are a number of dates that uh, Elections Alberta sends in the correspondence uh, to each of us. Uh, and so, you know, th- in fact, maybe we didn't actually miss the deadline. But but even if we did, you know, and, and I want to give Don Braid credit for this, uh, he, he put out on Twitter the perfect analogy. It's like a student handing in a paper about five days late. The paper is 100%, but you get banned from school for five years. It's just so out of step. And and I think the reason this happened was something I warned the NDP about. Uh, when they changed election laws frequently, there were going to be what I hope at least are unintended consequences. I don't know. Maybe they, they set this out there to, to, trip, to try to trip people up, um, where they had a chance to make a generational change to, to legislation. And I'll just say one more thing about that, that the NDP passed more bills in this last four years changing election rules than they did changing labor laws. So that tells you how obsessed the NDP have been with changing uh, election rules. So you're, you're, the expectation is, the hope is then that, that a court will see this, this differently. I mean, if the, if the rules are unfair, that's one thing, but they are what they are. So it's not up to a judge to decide whether that's an appropriate punishment, but whether there's some, 
lack of clarity in, in the law? Well, I, you know, I'm not a lawyer, and I can't speak to that specifically, but I will say the lawyers I have talked to have said, look, you know, Section 3 of the, the Constitution is pretty clear uh, that your uh, democratic right to vote in and participate in a, an election is a pretty fundamental right. Uh, and so it's entirely possible, I suppose, that a, a judge could actually find this section of the legislation invalid. Um, but having said that, I, I, I still think uh, the penalty just does not in any way reflect the, uh, the the severity of, of the alleged offense, even if, in fact, it was an offense. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very confident uh, that this specific uh, case will be overturned. And, you know, when the Alberta Party forms the next government, uh, it's certainly one of the things that we will change. All right. Well, we'll see what um, Mr. Mandel has to say about it tomorrow. Let's talk about uh, what what's happened this week at the committee level. Uh, the UCP and the NDP, who don't agree on much, seem to to agree on on this, Greg. So, what what is changing now with regard to to the budgets and and the rules around smaller parties? Yeah. So, what they've done is they they every party in the legislature gets a fixed amount per MLA uh, for uh, for committee for research, and then another uh, uh, sort of uh, caucus amount. What they've done is they've locked in the large party advantage and taken smaller parties uh, really most of the funding away. So uh, if the rules apply that they have passed for the next uh, uh, legislature were to be in place today, the Alberta party would lose 60% of our current funding. Independent members would lose more than a third of their current funding. And the only reason I can think for why they would want to do that is to lock in this two-party system that uh, both apparently the NDP and the UCP think benefit themselves. We'll talk about that budget and how important it is and why then this would hold back smaller parties or independent MLAs. Well, uh, we use that money and, and the, there's, a, there's a, just a base fixed amount of work that needs to be done, whether you have one MLA or 30 MLAs. Uh, you need to review the $53 billion budget. You need to um, uh, study and debate um, dozens of bills before the legislature. You need to prepare for committee work. You need to communicate with Albertans. You need to get around the province and talk to people. You need to represent your individual constituents. So that's just a fun, a base amount of work that, that uh, needs to be done. Uh, and uh, so it means we, we would be able to hire far fewer researchers uh, in this current model. And I'll also say that, that uh, look, the Alberta Party will not always be a small party in the legislature. We, I think, will be a much larger party in the legislature after this election. And the NDP will not always be government. Um, in fact, four times in history, dating back to 1982, when Grant Notley had a two-member caucus, got full funding, all the way up to 2008, when Rachel Notley and Brian Mason had a two-member NDP caucus, and they got full funding. So it's pretty rich for the NDP to conspire with the UCP to disadvantage smaller parties when, uh, uh, you know, one, one or two elections down the road, the NDP could very well find themselves back in that situation. Well, it's entirely possible. So, so does this mean we're changing the threshold of what means or what constitutes official party status? It does. So right now, um, past precedent dating back to 1982 under Grant Hartley, there have been five times within uh, the 35 or so years since then uh, that we've had a two-member party in the legislature recognized as an official party. Um, So it turns it from uh, from two to to, uh, to, to, to four members. Uh, And, uh, you know, I I would say that uh, 
democracy is a pretty fragile thing right now, not just in Alberta, but around the world. And having a, a diversity of different voices and different parties uh, is a good thing. I, I think we actually want more of that. I don't think we want less of that. Um, and uh, to give a, a two-member caucus uh, just enough resources to hire a couple of extra researchers, I think is the best interest of Albertans. I mean, is two reasonable? I, I mean, one wouldn't be reasonable. One MLA can't be an official party, can one? No, no. So the Alberta Party has a three-member uh, caucus right now, is an official party. Um, and uh, we, we, in fact, were when Karen McPherson joined me uh, in uh, October of 2017. We became an official party at two uh, in the eyes of the legislature, given the research budget, given uh, some more questions in question period, uh, and the ability to hold the government to account. Um, so to me, that's a very reasonable uh, level. Uh, remembering that Alberta has a history of very large majority governments that may or may not happen again in the future, um, but having even smaller parties to have the ability to have the resources needed to hold the government to account, I think is really important. The NDP shouldn't be here working with the UCP to use their significant majority to, to satisfy their own short-term and very narrow interest. I think they should be setting up laws that stand the test of time. And I'd say the same thing about elections laws that we started off this conversation with. The NDP had a chance to change electoral laws for a generation. Instead, they chose to stack the deck in favor of the NDP. Uh, and it's, you know, it's transparent. Albertans see right through it. And uh, I think the NDs are going to pay the price of the ballot box. So what happens now? This was passed at the committee level. The legislature isn't sitting at the moment. When would these changes uh, become finalized? And they take effect as of the next, uh, after this election. Um, so there's an opportunity come out, coming out the other side of this election. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, as I've said before, the Alberta Party has an incredibly strong team. Uh, and uh, we're going to... Uh, put forward, I think, a, a very balanced platform that talks about good fiscal discipline, making smart fiscal choices, but doing it so in a way that doesn't leave people behind. That's a message that I can tell you is really resonating with Albertans. And so I think we as a party are going to have an opportunity here to uh, really surprise a lot of people in this election. Uh, we'll see where the legislature stands, but it's certainly something I'm not going to drop as, uh, as an LA, and I know the Alberta Party will continue to push for fairness in legislative funding. All right. More at uh, abpartycaucus.ca. Greg, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. You bet. Anytime. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.